passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello. Welcome to the after show. We'll be with you for about, I don't know, 45 minutes an hour. You're just tuning in. Bubba will not be doing any after shows this week. He's got a lot on his plate, metaphorically. And he needs to be there for his family, so we will be covering and holding down the fort for him until uh, until he returns to the after show game, which should be Monday. For the lead up for Barb. Yeah, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Barb starts one week from today, which is shocking. I know. The fact that it just creeps up on you like this because you, you get back. I feel like I haven't worked in weeks because I haven't. Um, was certainly out of the routine. And then you come back and it's like, boom, craziness. Yeah, we and thought like we thought the Daddy Joe stuff would be it, a lot. It. And that was like, okay, that was a lot. And then also to pile on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. Just the usual sort of routine of coming mm-hmm. back into into focus, and then to add on to that, uh, you know, a lot of big time life changes that nobody really foresaw. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah, obviously our thoughts and uh, possibly prayers, if that's what you. I I never know what to say because I know people always say like I'm praying for you, but like I'm. I'm not, but I am thinking about you. So yeah. like, I don't, I usually just say, I, uh, I, I'm thinking about you. Let me know if there's anything that I can do. Yeah. I say I'm thinking about you or I have you in my thoughts. You know, let me know if you can, let me know what you need me to do. Yeah. That's just the thing to say, but I don't think that anybody would ever really, uh, like reach out to you if they, if they needed something. I feel like that most people like 99.99% of the time when you say that, you know, that the other person isn't going to reach out. So, you know, that's why I always try to think like, okay, like how can I how can I help them cuz I know that they're not going to ask for help. So like what can we do to make your life easier? Well, that's and I was going to I have trouble with that because I always feel like if I do do it, I'm a bother. If you even I try to do something nice. Like uh, you know, not trying to be like, you know, uh, the Nashes. Okay. Like I felt like I if I was bothering them, if I was like, "Hey, you guys want to go do something?" You know what I mean? Oh no, like, certainly not. Or, or, I I think that distractions are are the are the 
some of the times the things you need the most just to to kind of get a break from the the somberness and the um and 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 just the sadness you need someone to kind of come in and go like let's do something light and carefree but see that's where i i, I don't know i guess in my head i, I overthink it because like even with bubba and dr dan mm-hmm. like i kind of just be like okay they just want their space they want their time i don't want to bother them yeah i think like, you give their oh my gosh anything you need to do and then i kind of back off and I and I've been told by other people you should probably not do that, and kind of see if they want to maybe hang out every once in a while. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where uh, you don't really know what the move is because, like you said, you don't want to be a bother, you don't want to be intrusive. But I think that people, even if they decline, even if you say like, "Hey, do you want to hang out?" and they say, uh, "I can't" or whatever. They just appreciate. It. I think that's really the lesson of 2023 for you, Lummy, is that people want to be invited to stuff. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah. They just want to be invited to stuff, and even if they don't decide to go or they don't even want to go, they appreciate that you thought about them and took time out of your day to reach out and say, "Hey, I'm like essentially, I'm thinking of you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make time for you if you want to. If you want to do that, if you don't." Fine. And it and it's really hard when it comes to grief because, number one, like, everybody grieves differently. Yes. So some people want space. Some people want to be just with their family. Some people want as many people to comfort them as possible. And a lot of times you don't even know what kind of griever you are until you go through it. Right. And a lot of times, too, it's like, leave me alone on day one through five, but on day six I want everyone around me. Or, you know, it's it, it can change as well. Right. Right. Yeah, certainly. So um, you, you never know what to do. I would always just kind of do as much as you can without being intrusive. Well, that's why, like, even with the, uh, the you know, Walker to Janie cakes, mm-hmm. uh, Ashley's like, you're going to tell him? And I kind of was nervous even bringing it up because mm-hmm. I feel like Bubba was going to be like, it, 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 let's it just happen. So, like, maybe, like, yeah. you know, so that's why I was like, well... I don't know how what the timeline is. Like Blitz said, you know, maybe five days, and then you start offering things, or if it's right. a couple days. Uh, here's or... and I like and not like not to put on over, but to be honest, like what she did was like perfect, and I did like I wasn't even thinking like, hey, that's great. Like, go bring food, literally drop it off the door, tell them, hey, there's food, get it and leave, and like that way you're not like you're not bothering them, but you're still doing something for them. Yeah, like no, that's awesome. That. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know, I mean, not to to put Doctor Dan over, even though he he certainly deserves it. But you know, he was talking about in in the eulogy about you know people being there for you and how his dad was always there for everybody else, and mm-hmm. he called on the audience to be that person that does is that person for somebody else. So it's like I've I've thought about times when you know I was going through something hard and someone truly went out of their way like more than just like a text which is nice like texts aren't bad or anything like that but when people truly go out of their way Mm -hmm. and send a card or do something like you don't you don't fucking forget that shit right so i try to you know and that's why i try to think like creatively but also not intrusively as well because you don't want to like you said let me like you don't want to step on toes you don't want to be a bother you know I, i think when when i when i hear about like what bubba and his family are going through like it's like meeting after meeting after phone call after this person after arranging this. It's like the last thing they want to do maybe is respond to like your fucking 
the last text or something like I'm always thinking yeah. that. Yeah. So, but but really, even if they don't even get back to it for a couple of days, like just know that they appreciate your thoughts and mm-hmm. you taking even the slightest amount of effort to to reach out to them, even if they don't get back to you. You know, they they certainly appreciate. And it. I, and you know, I'm not speaking for anybody at all because I'll you know, like we just said, everyone grieves differently. But like. You know, to take Walker over there the first couple few days is probably too much. But like oh, after yeah. that, no, you no, know, no. Then... Yeah. yeah, what I was saying is even asking because we planned sure. on it maybe like next week, yeah, you know, sometime like yeah. maybe after the weekend. I mean, I was just I wanted to put it out there. Yeah, I mean, and again, complete guess on my part, but yeah. I think that would be like great. Yeah, because I figured that's the distraction. Because obviously, learning from the obviously the Diacos and Bubba now, mm-hmm. the distraction is the best part. Yeah, yeah, distractions. Um... They certainly are helpful. Like, that doesn't mean that you, you, you shouldn't, like, process the grief and you shouldn't, like, ever think about it. But you're you're going to have alone time. Like, that's just inevitable as, like, a human being. You're going to have time when you're in your car by yourself or when you have a few hours where nothing's really going on or when you're in the shower or something like that. You're going to have plenty of time to, like, process and grieve. But you really do need those interruptions of, like— there are things that are like you can still laugh and that's okay and you can still uh see other people and enjoy life and that is okay yeah because i know like for me like one of the greatest things and that's why i'm so happy for brandon the quad because we're having like all this death and grief and like shocking Mm -hmm. really sad events happen but then you have something as um as glorious and as exciting as a biracial, bisexual, uh, quadriplegic orgy. Like, that, <laughs> that is joyful. You, you know? must have a pen up there. Yeah, I have several pens up here. <laughs> yeah, just so... I got it written down, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so happy for him and, and so excited for him because, um, you know, joy is is really contagious. And, like, you hear, Brandon, how excited he is and how much, you know... He struggled in his life with his own shit to, like, give some sort of literal relief to him is is exciting for everybody, you know, and it's something that everybody can celebrate. And I know that when I was going through hard times, um, really challenging times where I was alone a lot and I was processing things I didn't want to be processing 24-7, um, one of the, the greatest things that ever happened uh, on mul- and this has happened on multiple occasions is someone does something like absolutely outrageous uh, like for example the last time i was going through something like you know pretty traumatic for me you know in the grand scheme of things not that traumatic but for me i was going through a rough time and then you know a, a few days after whatever happened to me happened you know it it got out that a coworker of mine was sending his his dick to people <laughs> And that got leaked, and he was Let in me, a lot of trouble. We know what you can do now. This is not at the BRN. Um, I think Rhett has a, a good grasp of, of who this might be because we yeah. we may have worked with this person. Oh, yeah, I know who it is. Yeah, and so he was sending his dick out to people, and that got out, and that was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me because, uh, you know, I was able to just focus and laugh at somebody else and, and the kind of the tragedies in their life, because, but that was, you know, he was dumb. But uh, and then also and then like another thing with that helped me get through, you know, hurricane epilepsy, which 
happened in 2019. I can't believe it'll be, you know, four years in mm-hmm. in April. But, you know, for those that kind of know a little bit about my history with uh, the bone and HR and getting in trouble and the whole epilepsy deal, I mean, yeah, and I've mentioned this multiple times, but two weeks after that shitstorm, you know, uh, someone that I worked with, again, uh, loosely, or was associated with the station loosely, ended up getting in trouble because uh, he was trying to fuck a 14-year-old boy. And that, Mm. again, was like another gift from the gods where all of the focus on my life, I was able to kind of uh, transfer over and be like, well, at least I didn't do that. Well, at least it's not that. Like, I can recover from... A, you know, a, a, a shitty video that I made on social media, like not making fun of some people perceived it to be that way. But, you know, talking about a, a, a situation where I was at a comedy show and a woman had an epileptic seizure and, you know, it interrupted the show. And I was kind of just detailing that. And some people may have interpreted that as me making fun of a woman who I called a bitch. But I call everybody a bitch. I call, you know, mm-hmm. Bubba a bitch or my my friend Aaron a bitch. Like, that's how I just talk. But um, and the people that know me know that, but the people that don't know me, like the Epilepsy Foundation of America, they don't know me. They don't know how I talk. So they uh, they interpreted that as as me making fun of someone with a, a medical condition. Yeah, you, you were uh, making humor of a situation. Not of a person. And people people have a problem with, like, separating those two things. I don't even think I was, like, making fun or, or t- making it in a humorous way. It was more just like I went to the Siegfried and Roy show and I saw the guy get killed by a tiger. And I want to let people know that I was at that show. Like, it was just the most insane thing that ever happened. Right. And I just wanted people to know that I was at that show because I thought in in my little peanut head that that like was going to go viral. Like there were going to be shots everywhere of uh, Andrew Schultz doing a comedy show and what the fuck a woman has a seizure and he starts roasting the EMTs. You know, there's no intermission in these types of shows. And, and there was like a 20 minute intermission lights are on and he has to bring the people back to their seats, back into the mind frame of let's laugh. And that is very, very hard to do. So I was more like giving him props. And I just wanted people to know that, like, fuck, yeah, I was at that show. I saw that shit live. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, again, when I when you're speaking in a very colorful way, uh, an animated way, and sometimes you say things like, oh, you know, the show was off the chain, which I still regret, and calling her a bitch, which is just me referring to her as a person, um, yeah, it didn't go over well. But anyways, th- what I'm saying is back to the original point is that distractions are helpful, you know, and that doesn't mean you distract yourself necessarily with like drugs and alcohol and shit like that. Cause that too can be a distraction. You got to be careful not to use that as like a coping mechanism Yeah, or distracting yourself to the point of like not dealing with what you need to deal with. And then it, you know, bubbling up 20 years later, but something like like grief you're you you can't even push that down like you can't you because the loss is so palpable that you know especially for uh bubba tara and janie cakes it's it the loss is so how holds so much gravity that there's no way you can't process it so you need people to kind of come along and remind you that you can laugh like that's Mm -hmm. okay to still have 
parts of your life that you that you enjoy and remember that there is a side of you that is whimsical and happy and even though you're going through a hard time and even though that loss and that void will never be fully filled you will still experience happiness once again even though it feels like you can't like it, it feels like you're just in this dark hole and you're never going to be able to smile again or enjoy anything anymore but like you will and then there'll be this like weird thing where you feel guilty for that. You know, I've heard people say that where, you know, maybe they've lost a child and um, then they start to like laugh and smile again because they're out with friends and then they feel guilty. Like, how can I even smile? I lost a kid or whatever. Right. So it's a very complicated thing. And it's it's one of the things that's like the worst about having like a huge brain like humans is that we are we're plagued by these emotions of grief. Like, I don't know. I'm sure, like, I know other animals, at least allegedly, experience um, uh, grief in mm-hmm. in certain ways, but not to the not to the complexity and the depth, I think, that humans do. No just because they're, you know, you think about what you could have done. Like, I don't think, I know it's said that, like, oh, elephants, like, grieve or whatever, but, like, well, I've seen dogs grieve. Yeah, and they're and they're sad, but like, are they thinking like, what could I have done? I wish I would have said goodbye. Like all of those, no. I wish I would have done this differently. I think it's more of like a a simplistic missing and 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 a sense of loss, and maybe more of an in, an instinctual like biological. Oh, like my child or my whatever kid is dead. Um, you know, lost resources, you know, genetic shit. But when it comes to humans, it's just so much more complicated than that. And so it's... um... That's like, so Bubba talked earlier about um, telling his mom to go ahead and buy the Mercedes that she wanted to buy. Uh Uh-huh. And I agree. But I I knew someone uh, years ago that um, their significant other passed and left them, like, with some money. And... Like, they still lived, like, not a poor person, but, like, they were, they, they said it, like, it was disrespectful to spend that money. And I'm like, well, that's what it's for, They, though. like, lived their normal life and yeah. left it there? And, yeah, and, like, mm. they didn't touch that that money, but, like, had to scrape together money to, like, pay their bills. And I'm like, dude, you've got, you know, I, I, to be honest, I think it was, like, 700 grand or something like that. Oh. And I was like, you have money in the bank, and they were older, and I'm like, use that to pay your bills, you know, like, whatever, but, you know, I I don't know. Because it does, the thing is, whether you spend that money or not, it's not going to change that, you know, whether that person's here. Yeah, um, I I get that, but I feel like, I also understand where people are saying, like, you're um, not... What I don't even know how you would explain it, but you, you say you get a big settlement from something like life insurance, I get because that's kind of what it's for. But like, say you get a big settlement over like your kid's death. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. now you got a dead kid, but you got a Ferrari. So it's like, oh, right. uh, now out of this situation, which was horrible, you've now like rewarded yourself. Like, I, yeah, I, so I get, I get. I sure. get where it's like kind of icky, but also like fuck, the kid is dead or your spouse is gone. Like, yep. what else are you gonna do? You're gonna just fucking like sit and cry. And- yeah, whether you have that Ferrari or not, you're like the kid is still gonna be dead. Like, it sucks, but 
Yeah. So there's And really I'm also not, not saying like do. go crazy, you know, don't take, you know, all the money and go crazy buying a Ferrari when, you know, like then you're poor. Like don't don't be stupid yeah. with it either. Yeah, but I mean like you said if you got some money left over or they left you or whatever, then again, that's what it's for. And and it seems like there's less of a problem when it's a parent that dies, you know, uh, and you get a big uh, inheritance and then you're buying a house because like that's what it's that's what it's fucking for. That is that is what it's for. And and actually, it's it's funny. I was actually talking to my mom about this, about my Bubby and and Bubby like timed it really well. Like she she had the will all set up and everything that she wanted. And probably about three months before she died, like she just had a. An inkling, it's not like she was sicker than usual, and she was in her, she died when she was uh, 94, oh. um, mm. but she knew that the time was coming, and so she just started pl- literally planning the funeral, like, to the to the point of she's like, I want this person to talk, I want that person to talk, I want you to, you know, right. give a, a special uh, whatever acknowledgement of this person that's going to come in. Um, everything from like what she wanted with the body to what she wanted uh, the kids to spend the inheritance on. She's like, my mom told me that, you know, her, her older sister's name is Barbara. And she's like, Bubby said, I want Barbara to buy a house because, you know, Barbara, I guess, was struggling with money and couldn't afford a house. She's like, with her inheritance, she needs to buy a house. Yeah. And that is exactly what she did, you know. So um, it is very, very helpful when, like Bubba was saying earlier, when the the plans are set, because you don't want to be, you don't want to disrespect and dishonor someone's life and do something that they would have wanted. But if they don't state what they want either verbally or in writing, it's very hard to honor those wishes because you yeah. just don't know what those wishes are. So, eight one three ninety Bubba, if you'd like to call in, well, we'd love to hear from you. Most of you, maybe. Uh, hello, who's this? Florida Stanley. What's up, Florida Stanley? I usually don't call back-to-back days in a row, but now you're on a subject where, like, I have actual uh, insight on. Yeah. So my mom, my mom um, has me. I'm, I'm an only child, and she has me in her will and a whole bunch of life insurance. She won't tell me the exact number, probably because she knows I'll kill her. But um, <laughs> there's an interest <laughs> but, uh, in her death. Yeah. She she has a, she's told me that she has very specific instructions on what I'm supposed to do with the money. And she won't even tell me everything what it is. She she will tell me that um, one of the specific instructions is I am to take two months off of whatever work I'm doing. And um, she wants her ashes spread all over the world. Hmm. So she's got like plane tickets already oh, you know, reserved like, and set up, and, and she wants she wants every <laughs> basically every tropical place in the in the world she wants her ashes spread. So I'm um, to take two months off of work and and basically travel the world to spread her ashes all over the place. That's incredible. Like at first I thought that was kind of weird, but it's it, it seems like it's more for you than for her. Like she wants you to enjoy the money and go. Yeah. Well, it's almost like maybe yeah. maybe she yeah the places she wanted to go and she could never go, so she wants you to go for her. Well, no, we we did a bunch of traveling when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, she could go there, but it's just like she wants she wants the remains of her body just spread everywhere. Like even places that we've already gone, she told me there there's places that we've already gone to that that sh- that she's having me go back to to spread her ashes there. Hmm. So I, I, just, I just I you guys were on the subject and uh, you know that's, yeah, that's an interesting how, request. How my but will I like is it. written and and I just I, at first I thought it was weird too. But I'm like at the same time that's what she wants. You know, mm-hmm. so, right? 
Yeah. And, and she wrote it specifically. This is exactly what I want, how I want it, and here's what you're to spend the money on. I mean, that's, like, that's oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, all right. I'll see you next weekend, guys. All right, cool. Florida Stanley. Yeah. Yep, see you. We'll see Bye. you then. Yeah, next weekend. I know. It's yeah, crazy. today. 81390Bubba. We're all very, very excited for Brandon the Quad. Uh, Lummy, I saw some some people commenting that you made Babyface look like a moron yesterday. I, I didn't really hear the <laughs> sports show. Happened, I mean, yeah, of course. Oh, wait, you didn't tune into the sports show? I know, I know, and I actually wanted to get uh, some updates from you. Not really with the actual sports, but obviously yeah. with the, the Demar Hamlin situation that's going on. I'm sure you're eyeing that very closely. Well, I, and I did not tune into the sports show either. However, from three buildings away, I could hear you yelling. So. Uh, they just, I just keep hearing that this sports show was awesome. Was it? Did you really? Did you face Babyface? Or? I mean, I don't know if I faced him enough. I mean, Rhett was there also the filthy. Let's I mean, Brian. A... Brian went into his Brian lawyer, just trying to be I a dick mode. Shmarmy. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Trying to trying to recall things from nine months ago that we weren't even talking about to try to flip you out what? and get you off your point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Once Lummy asked him about the yak, it was over. The what? The yak. The yak. Yeah, You're the yak in Miami. I read the chat because I was already like I was on a whole different topic, whole different thing, and then Brian started bringing up his. He was trying to like confuse and spin, so then he would look right, and it just started pissing me off because I could just tell when when Brian gets into his little smarmy little attitude, you know, he yeah. can't be wrong. So he's gonna then even even if he's wrong at something, he's going to then go back to something that was said to try to make you look dumb and discredit he, you he's on really it. A, he's really a black belt in in like uh, in debate and mm-hmm. making people look stupid because even if he, he's in a trapped in a corner, he'll bring up something dumb that you did to kind of squirrel you, and then n- now he, you're back on the defense with Brian is what I've noticed. Yeah, that's pretty much how There's it There's not was. a lot of gotcha moments with Brian because he's, he's, he's pretty cunning. He's pretty smart. Because then, then when you actually start trying to defend yourself, he'll either cut you off or let you go and be like, okay, yep, 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 okay. Yep, right. That, you, yeah, that's what you said. You sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, you know, and give you that like, and then that even pisses you off more. Well, he's a lawyer, and he's good at what he does. And so. he hadn't been on the show in like what six months. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Red works hard on this big thumbnail that he did to add Brian into it, and then, <laughs> and then Brian didn't show up for two months. And, what a uh, fucker! And then he, you know, he decided to show up in this uh, really nice golf shirt. And, uh, and I liked it. And turned into Brian, you know, babyface. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I like. I really like Brian uh, sitting next to him at the funeral. We had a uh, when mm-hmm, you uh, weren't talking and he were holding his hand. Yes. Okay. And I mean, because we had a lot of we had a good conversation because him and we got there about the same time. Uh huh. And uh, we were talking a lot, kind of joking around, and he's cool. We were gonna have drinks, but then obviously Four Beachy happened. So. But what? yes, because like, you didn't know for Beachy. So Brian and I and Ashley were going to go to oh, the old see, courthouse and like have a couple of drinks after and kind of hang out mm-hmm. and uh, then for Beachy. So we didn't do that. But I mean, Brian, yesterday, I feel like in the afternoon when he comes off his morning lawyer ism, you know, his lawyering, his lawyering, <laughs> he's learned, he, he's he's very, I'd say 80 to 90 percent of the time. He's very sw- uh, swarmy, swarmy, whatever the hell the word swarmy? is. Oh, God. What is it? Swami? Sorry. Swami? Uh, yeah, Swami. Yeah. He's very Swami. He's very Swami Brian. And 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 I can't <laughs> I can't take it sometimes because then he's gotta get his mic tight. He's gotta make sure Swarney, Swami, whatever. Thank you. I'm, big I'm on, I just up. need to repeat it because now I'm gonna start saying it fucking dumb that's like you. That's why that's why that's why that's why I keep trying to no, say it more for you. He no, is a Hindu religious teacher. 
<laughs> swami. Swami. Yeah, he's a swami. Oh, nice. He's a salami a swami. Listen, Anna, you would you would die. There's no way that you could handle baby face. I, he just he's so yeah because I've never met him before. No, no, no. I'm saying I know, but I'm saying is that when he gets into his little mood, it's uh, tough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I've I've seen him in action, and and he's good at what he does. He you is. Know? He so is. and he's he's entertaining. Um, I, with Babyface, I feel like his his jokes and shit either hit like super hard or fall flat. Like there's really not a yeah. lot of in between with with Brian. But w- what I like about him is even when he falls flat like five times in a row, he's still fucking trying to get out of that hole, and he usually does. You know, because sometimes he puts Bubba in a really really fucking shitty mood, but then he he always gets him to smile or crack a you know a little giggle or something like that, and he gets him back in his good graces. Yeah, that's so. what he does. I asked God him. Bless he, him. I asked him if he was coming to Bart, but I'm not sure. Oh, if... he's coming. We talked to him. About yeah, he it. said he was coming. Okay. Yeah. Because I asked him yesterday. Oh, maybe it was about his wife. I think it was about his wife. Yeah, I'm not sure if she's coming. The daughter is certainly not, especially if your son's going to be there and, you know, sexually assault her. So That's true, yeah. It was yeah. sexual assault. They both well, liked was. each other. They both liked each oh, other. sure. So he tore his shirt off? <laughs> she was asking. Never mind. Oh, whoa, my God. Hey, Jesus. Whoa, We're talking about baby faces. We'll be hey. reading Lummy's lawyer letter tomorrow on the air. God damn. Um, I, yeah. Can you give us an update about the Damar Hamlin situation? Because to be honest with you, like, I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on, but it's been a little bit challenging, obviously. First, I I took, you know, a a few weeks off, and when I go to California, I make a concerted effort not to, uh, like, be as fully engulfed in the news as I usually am. Like, I don't like that. I think it's good to just kind of take a break, take a breather, and it was weird because, like, I think on, um, I think it was Tuesday, but yesterday, I don't even know what day it was, but um, someone said something about Biden. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Biden's the guy. Like, I for- not that I forgot he was president, but I just, I hadn't had a Biden thought in about three weeks, and it was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we're kind of back in the swing of things, it's it's hard to get in the swing of things just because of everything that's been been going on. You know, the good thing is, much like you hadn't thought about Biden in two weeks, he hasn't had a thought in two weeks either. Yeah, so, so it's perfect. So yeah. now we're on the same wavelength, which, on is, which is great. Yeah, from life. Yeah. Um, He's uh, so uh, he is showing signs of improvement. That was a, a we're last talking about Demar Hamlin. Yeah, by the way. about yeah. an hour ago, he's showing okay. signs of improvement. And that's what, which is they, what they've been saying. I know. I mean, they, that's. Go ahead, Rhett. Sorry, not to cut you off, Lummy. They said like 10 minutes ago, a couple updates Ooh, came out. His agents say he has shown substantial improvement. Uh, he is awake and neural. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a 
month to get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Logically intact, so he is interacting with people again. And the Bills are practicing. And yeah. and was there ever a question that it was like a c- concussion based, or I think no, he. I mean, no. it was all he, hard. He went into cardiac arrest on the yeah. field after okay. taking a hit to the chest. And, and the it's, thing, it's, it's it's kind of the first thing something like that has happened. Well, and the thing is that what's kind of annoying with some people that don't watch football. Well, there's a lot of things annoying about it. What's now the. <laughs> Different shows are saying we should cancel football, and they're going to start trying to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. I we'll agree. get into that. We'll get into that next. But, but Yeah, but so initially they're like, why do the trainers take so long? Well, the trainers are on the sidelines. They're not watching TV, so they don't know the hit. So they're going when they go out there, they're thinking he might be knocked unconscious. You know, they don't understand what's going on. Right. I don't. You I know? don't think anybody thought, oh, He's in cardiac arrest, but that's what. But you know, Monday, know. Monday, Monday morning quarterback. Now everyone's like, "Well, you know, they should have been on it. Why do they wait so long to start doing this?" And it's just like, "Come on, people!" Yeah, they were, they were trying to blame the NFL and all these different things. And it's well, just, as, as of right now, the Demar Hamlin's uh, community toy drive is now at uh, seven point one four million dollars. Yeah, that thing raised a for lot. all those toys for all those and kids. The goal was two thousand five hundred dollars. Now, did you say that the uh, the goal of the GoFundMe is, or sorry, the cause for the GoFundMe is has shifted or something like that? Yes, I, I was reading yesterday that they said that they posted an update that this was originally for his foundation for kids. As it was actually a very specific thing to give uh, toys to uh, like a certain family or yeah, something. Yeah, it was him and his mom did it. Right. Yeah. However, they have now changed, and they said any money raised recently will go to him and his family and the, the foundation to do what they want with. So did they say do what they want or just say, obviously they didn't word it like that. Um, they just said it's for him and his family through this time or something like that. They they have changed it again. I'm reading it now. Oh, jeez. Uh, they... So they removed all of that part of it. Mm. 
and uh, it just talks about the Chasing M Foundation and how this money is going to go to that foundation and what all the foundation does. And okay, so now they, it's back to the toys. Yeah, the other day it did mention that the that the money is going to go to the Chasing M Foundation to Demar and to Demar's family. Well, that's probably when they do, thought he was. Yeah, to do. I mean, they basically said to. They didn't say to do what they want, but it basically said to, you know, they, they can decide what to do with it or something along those lines. Mm, interesting how that changes. Everything's always a money This grab. is the only current fund being used by the family. We appreciate understanding, given time and space. Again, thank you for your thoughts, prayers, and support. Uh, that's all it says. All right. So, that's, so he's not dead. Everything seems to be okay. I, I mean... Uh, and so I see what people are, some of the uh, emojis people are using in chat um, as to what they think may have been the cause of this. I'm not a doctor, obviously. The, the resident doctor is not here today. But I didn't know that you could hit someone in the chest and it could it could cause cardiac arrest. Is this guy, are they suggesting that's what happened? Or are they saying that he had some underlying conditions? That they, they haven't come out and said anything like they that haven't. yet. Okay, so it's just like it was cardiac because usually you don't see a 24 year old who's in, I, I imagine, pretty good shape, um, drop on the field it, after an impact to the chest. It's from been a lot of speculation, um, but a lot of people are linking it. There was a really similar injury that happened in hockey like 25 years ago, where a guy took a slap shot to the chest hmm. and yeah. immediately dropped on the ice and went into cardiac arrest. Did it's that guy like, die? No, he survived. No. But it's hmm. it's incredibly rare. But that that's not like the official ruling. That's just what a lot of people are linking it to. Oh, so okay, okay. That's it is good still to know. a little open ended. I got you. Well, I I appreciate the updates because uh, I I really wasn't following that too closely. It was more just like periodically seeing if he was dead or not, and he's still alive. So that's very very good. Um, but I see that uh, Joy Behar, mm. which is she? Is it the View? Even I. Yeah, yeah, she's on the View. Okay, because I know and that. Whoopi uh, okay, and some others. Right now, did Barbara Walters quit before she died, or was she there? No, yeah, she quit. Okay, yeah. so, all right. I, I don't think she quit. I think they uh, got rid of her. Yeah, I don't know if she was showing signs of uh, dementia or if she just kind of bowed out. Not. She was still thinking about Richard Pryor. Okay, right, fucking Richard Pryor. I am going to post that on Instagram today, by the way. Um. The View host, uh, well, I don't know if I can, I don't want to get a copyright strike, so I'll just kind of explain what happened. Mm -hmm. But apparently, Joy Behar made some comments about football, and she said uh, 45% of Americans think that tackle football is appropriate. Heterosexual men voted the most support for kids doing football, and conservatives were more likely to support youth tackle football, just saying. Now, is that... What is she just saying? I'd like for her to let us I, know. I feel like what she's trying to infer is that this is uh, heterosexual. White. white uh, not, well, NF- she didn't say white, but she, uh, she inferred white with the conservative yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. That it, apparently this is the fault of uh, conservative white men, I think, is what she's trying. Uh, straight white men, excuse me. Yes. Yeah, it is. Which yeah. is interesting. Um because if these conservative white men didn't want to watch a lot of these black players play, then maybe a lot of them would still be in poverty. Yeah. You know, because you think about a lot of the backgrounds of where these people, uh, these these at these stellar athletes come from, and a lot of times they don't come from good neighborhoods. They don't come from money, and like either. And, and this isn't me saying this, but it seems like it's also the ethos of 
of the culture of 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 growing up, you know, in the projects yeah. or, or someplace that's maybe not the the nicest place to grow up, that the ethos is like, listen, if you want to pull yourself out of poverty, you gotta you gotta be a rapper or you gotta be an athlete. Yeah. So pick one or the other. And it seems like a lot of them are able to play football, get seen, get, get scouted, go to a, night, a good college, and then make it to the NFL. So if she, does, if she thinks it's bad that, that people, especially white, straight, conservative men, are watching uh, football, I, my, the first thing that came to mind is like, but that's the whole reason why the, the, the sport or why football, excuse me, is in business is because mm-hmm. people want to watch it. Yeah. So if they don't want to watch it and there's no audience for it, then there's no money in it. And then now you want this black kid to stay poor is what I read into it. But, you know, whatever. I'm I'm not quite sure. But any, any yeah, thoughts two, on that? Yeah, two can play that game if that's what she's going to say, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's a little bit ridiculous. And then obviously the the even more common sense retort to that is like, well, no one's forcing him to play, so I don't understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. It seems like that is always the the fault of the people of, of the market. Like, oh, it's it's the money. It's like, well, sure that maybe there's more pressure to play because there's money in it, or there's more of a motivation, I should say, to play because there's money in it. But at the end of the day, it, we are um, adults. For the most part, especially if you're in the NFL, you're an adult and we have agency over our minds and our bodies, even mm-hmm. if we are being uh, bribed with money or motivated by money. At the end of the day, you have agency over your decisions about what you want to do with your body and at what point you think that, uh, you know, possibly getting a life threatening or life altering injury or concussion you're saying, hey, listen, that is a pretty big risk to blow out a knee or to to take a few hits to the head. But if it if it pulls me and my family out of poverty and I can create intergenerational wealth, then fuck it, I'm gonna take that chance. You're you should be able to, as a, an adult human being, to make those decisions for you and your body and what you want to do with it. So we need to stop pretending that it's literally everybody else's fault. When at the end of the day, these people are making decisions for themselves. Well, Jill Behar, uh, she said she suggests people to play golf and tennis instead. Well, you know, because that makes you did good say sense. it's on them. They weren't forced to play. However, they were drafted. So that, that uh, is true. That you know what? True. You got it. There is conscription <laughs> in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, they were drafted. So, you know, they, they, were, they, they didn't have a choice. They were drafted. Yeah. I mean, um, Anna, do you think do you think there should be like a ban on tackle football for certain ages or anything? For certain ages, yeah, because that was one of the other arguments huh. that you shouldn't let your kids until a certain age. What's the age like? There was uh, some people that said uh, under fourteen. But be you're a still band. you're here's, still developing until you're like twenty five. Yeah, so here, I don't here's, know here's, here's the thing. I, I know that's uh, there's a difference between uh, having it not be smart for your five year old to play tackle oh, yeah. and banning it. Correct. Uh, like. I wouldn't want my kid to play tackle football at a very young age, but I also don't think it should be banned. I mean, that's what my parents did. I didn't play tackle football until I was 14. I played flag football and a lot of other sports. Right. But, but, but I don't soccer. think it should be banned either. No, I don't think it should be banned. Yeah, I don't think it's smart, but I don't think it should be banned. I mean, I feel like it's more on the the onus of the the organization like if you have like peewee or whatever and you like want to protect yourself you're like all right we're doing flag football until whatever age 
But then at some point, you know, I feel like every sport that I was a part of as a kid, I definitely and and I mean, like as a minor, I definitely had to take a waiver home and have mom and dad sign it or mom or dad or whatever sign it and Mm -hmm. say, listen, like your kid could get hurt playing fucking you know, I was doing track and field or I was doing softball or I was doing T-ball or, or soccer or whatever. And it was like, listen, you in the event that something happens, because like we don't know if your kid has some fucking illness or disease or if they're going to drop dead and then you're going to fucking sue the shit out of us. There was any time you even now as an adult, you walk in and you want to do jujitsu or you want to do uh, karate or you want to do anything. Muay Thai it doesn't matter. You walk in the door as an adult and the first thing that they do is uh, obviously take your money. But then the second thing they do is they give you a waiver and they say you got to sign this shit because in the event that you get hurt on mm-hmm. in our facility, like you're not going to sue us because you're understanding that this is a risk that you're taking. And we always yeah OK, no problem. So I feel like as long as you're kind of insulated with that, where the parents are making decisions about, you know, their kids and they're not forcing their kids and dragging their kids and whipping their kids onto the field. Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I really have a problem with that because, like you said, Blitz, it's not smart to play tackle football, period. <laughs> right. Whether you're a kid or not, it's not smart. But if we're going to draw a line in the sand, I'm like, I feel like it should be 18 because, fuck, then you're an adult and then there's more insulation for the organization's. But then also, like, a lot of high school players are 14 to 17. Yeah. So, and your brain is still developing then. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, we're allowing it. So, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't I don't think it's smart. Maybe high school, I guess. is If I were to draw a, an arbitrary line in the sand, I would say high school. And it's for no other good reason other than the fact that, like, you're in adolescence. So, you kind of have a little bit more of an idea of what's going on versus, like, a fucking seven-year-old. But then yeah. you could even argue, like, even having kids play soccer. Yeah, you hit the I ball mean, with your head. Or surfing. I feel like there's more concussions in surfing than anything. Shark bite. That, and also you get yeah, hit, hit in the head with the fucking board. Like, yeah. that happens all the time. Rip current, drowning. Yeah. Like it, I mean, look, almost anything you're going to do is dangerous. You know, driving driving your car to the football game is probably more dangerous than playing. Yeah, yeah. But, and there's certainly more sports that are dan- more dangerous than others. Like, yeah. there's a lot of injuries in soccer, I'm sure. But there's not really, like, a lot of concussions. Like, once you start fucking with the head... And you need a helmet to play. Or maybe you're an animal and you're a rugby player and you don't use a helmet, which Mm -hmm. arguably might be worse. uh, But I don't know. Maybe you don't lead with the head then. But when you start going into the concussion game, I think that's really when uh, you you start after asking, you know, ask questions about risk versus reward. Because obviously, like, yeah, you can get hurt. in Like, I did dance, you know, my whole life. And there were always injuries with, like, the common ones are, you know, hamstring, pulls, and ankles that are fucking broken. Yeah. But that's fine. Like, you can live a, a, a healthy, fulfilled life with a, a fucked up hamstring or, you know, a kind of a, a weak ankle. But you can't really go through life with a fucked up brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you, like what Butz said, is that anything really? Because if you look at wrestling, I mean, right. you hit your head in wrestling, uh, you know, mm. there's just a lot of different, you know, sports that wrestling, you don't think what, about. What kind? Roman Greco or the other stuff? Any of ECW, it. ECW, WWE, uh, chair, you know, a chair, a chair and barbed yeah. wire match. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I, at fourteen. I, yeah. Oh, okay. So the the the, the singlet wrestling, not the uh, yeah performative yeah. wrestling yeah. and not wrestling. 
Okay, gotcha. And then when do they start? When do you start teaching kids how to like box or do fighting sure. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it happens. Yeah, jujitsu. Yeah, uh, yeah, not great for Isn't the knees. There kids in that too, right? Tons of kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that yeah. in boxing. So yeah, and, and I feel like the kids are obviously doing it a little. Well, here's the thing. You're right because the kids are fighting other kids. So in my head, I'm like, ah, it's fucking little pee wee shit. But a four year old against another four year old, I mean, that's like a that's an even match. Yeah, he hits his head real hard. Hit, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or yeah. break an elbow and to a developing body like it's not great it's not great but you know i i I definitely think that that football and um well dark match steve says he sprained his wrist while playing chess so maybe that's why his limp his wrist is all limp now yeah yeah you gotta again everything is a calculated (laughs) a calculated wrist so you gotta be careful out there i like dark match steve he said i got great hair there you go. When you do, you do have good hair. I noticed that at the funeral. Yeah, that's what he when said. When I turned it. around one time, and you, I think when we were watching it go out, I'm like, man, Puss has got some good hair going. Yeah, mm. it's flowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, oh, oops, hold, hold on. Uh, hello, who's this? What? It's track me. What's up, track me? You're gonna make it quick. Talking about. He's got a lot yeah, to I'll, talk about. I'll try as fast as I can because you know I'm working. But anyways, about the kids playing football, I, I, a couple things I'm going to touch on. But the kids touching playing football or whatever. Mm-hmm. touching. Your kid wants to play. Yeah, touching. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> if your kid wants to play football, let them play. Let your kids choose what they want to play. Don't make anybody do anything they don't want to, even if it's for your benefit. I know some dads want to be super coach dad, and I'm going to be never get all that crap. Just yeah. let your kid have fun and enjoy his damn life. Anyways. And then as far as, like, the Lamar Hamlin thing, don't you – and I'm going to do the four kids in Ohio Lamar. after that. Demar Hamlin, his deal, don't you love how when somebody rich gets hurt, everybody wants to donate to the rich guy, but some kid gets hurt at the local football field and nobody knows about it? Love yeah. Well, no one, just no one knows about it. It's, like, you know, obviously less press. Yeah, but. It's, it's weird, but, yeah, you're right. And then the last thing is is that university killer guy. If you watch – like, I kind of like watching the video of, like, say, the traffic stop and stuff because – when he gets stopped, you can look into his eyes and look at almost what his brain is thinking. At first, he's kind of like, in my mind, he's like, oh, man, I might get in trouble here. And then once he realizes he's not caught, you almost kind of see a smirk come on his face. And he kind of just but, turns. Would that be really like, different with anybody? Like, if I got pulled over, I'd be like, ah, and then I get uh, like, like, oh, my fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah but he wasn't yeah, driving, though, right? Just, uh, I know one of them driving, he was. was, was he? Yeah, one of them yeah. he was. But it was just, I just thought it was curious, like, to watch him and yeah. maybe think about what he's thinking about as he knows he's done what he's done and he's getting away with it. And it's just crazy, man. Sure, like sure. When people steal from their friends and then they go to their freaking friend's house and try to, like, buddy up to them and their friend has no idea they're the one that robbed them. It's just, mm-hmm. like, yeah, really yeah. Stuff. I get you. It is but easy to kind of, thank you, track me. Have a good day. It is easy to kind of, like, turn around and be like, oh, I, I see it now. It's like, would you, especially, you know, if you were right. the cop, would you have. You know, and I did see that one video where the cop like is like, see, oh, he seems suspicious. It's like, yeah, you pulled the guy over. Obviously, you're if you think it's fucking suspicious. But, anyways, it is what it is. Um, obviously, we wish Demar Hamlin a a speedy recovery. Do you think he's he's always? Do you think he's gonna play again, Lummy? No, probably Red, not. Ever again? Probably not. Ever no. ever? No. Is that no. bad? No, because he probably has a heart condition. Yeah, so. so, uh, yeah the, he probably has a condition. They yeah. probably say, look, you can, if you want to play, play, but there's another chance if you take a hit, it's, you could die. It's and his contract older. is guaranteed, right? So he's going to get paid his contract out, right? Uh, probably not. No, I thought I thought the NFL contracts were guaranteed. No, that's baseball. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, NFL, yeah. NFL, you have to like say, Keep I playing. want. So he probably well, got, a, he got a small signing bonus because he was a late round pick. 
Uh, so yeah, he's well. And funny enough, the NFL came out and said that for his case in particular, they're going to handle all the medical costs and they're going to cover everything it takes to get him back to his feet. And there's a lot of people obviously happy about that, mm-hmm. but a majority of the NFLPA is like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because they sued, yeah. they sued know, like, for uh, like all the old stuff. Yeah. yeah, the NFL hasn't done that for any other player. And granted, oh. it should be done in this case, but yeah, a lot of guys have died it's gonna, from it's, I'll tell you, issues. Here's what sucks is it's going to come in. Uh, to it's going to bite NFL in the ass because oh, yeah. it's going to show that they do do this. So now everyone's going to try to get the NFL to pay for yeah, all their injuries. That, that's what their and big the, thing was. They sued the NFL and the yep. NFL fought it. And then they settled on like some or some smaller number. Wait, and listen, the, the revenue numbers at the end of the year, it's going to be harder and harder for the NFL to keep getting away with this shit. L- like they me, have the resources to do it. Let me ask the the question here. And and again, I don't know anything about this, so maybe I'm just being dumb. But is this case different because he is injured? actively while playing versus like 20 years down the road later because it's because if he had died it would have changed the nfl forever like we would have watched it happen on live television they canceled the game yep like this has already been such a huge deal that now everyone who doesn't watch football has an opinion about it and yeah and yeah it it was a way for the nfl to show face but you were saying that something about how like previous players like what the fuck but is that because they're incurring issues like years down no no because there's players that had it during the during the game. That just dropped Par- dead and, and then No, no, the he NFL didn't drop did, dead, though. Not drop dead, but, you know, drop to the ground. Paralyzed and- guys. I mean, there was a lot of paralyzed guys that couldn't, you know, move their, you know, from the neck down. And you're saying that the NFL didn't cover any of those no, medical costs? No, they didn't do shit for any no. of those guys. So, yeah. don't they have medical insurance for the NFL? Like You would think. They seriously don't. Well, I mean, uh, you know, you have medical I, I, insurance, a, but I think the benefits of once you are out of the league is very small. But th- that's, that's exactly what, yeah, but, what I'm saying. Yeah, but when you quit league. a job, your benefits are also low. You're you're required to get coverage on your own. No, no, I, no but I'm just talking about people that are actively playing in the NFL, past and present. While they were playing, they didn't have medical insurance through the NFL or or insane. through the team that hires them. Yeah, I mean, or whatever. I, you know, the NFL doesn't hire them. Okay, yeah. well, the, whatever. But team. I know what you're saying. Yeah, you, you would think so. A lot, of the uproar, a lot of the uproar is just coming from former players. Like, current guys I, who are on rosters, yeah. they have most of that figured out and short away. But, you know, when there's guys walking away from the game with lifelong disabilities or stuff that's going to stick with them forever, they're expecting the NFL to compensate them for that. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that, especially players now, I'm not, you know, whatever in the past, whatever, but players now uh, get compensated well enough where they could afford insurance and they just they kind of build that into their, you yeah. know, like Seven hundred and something thousand dollar minimum a year. That's yeah, that's what Demar me. Demar was six sixty a year, which is guaranteed six hundred sixty thousand. That's isn't that less than the league minimum? No, and he had a forty thousand forty thousand one hundred nineteen signing bonus. So he's over the seven hundred. Okay, I I was just thinking that if you were part of a professional sports team, that they would cover medical costs related to the fucking game, especially while you're playing. So that mm-hmm. seems weird that it's like. That he would have had to get his own insurance, like through the marketplace. Well, they, or something. because they have the you know the the doctors that are part of the team, and they yeah. send you different things. I mean, but a lot of the players from the eighties and nineties and seventies are yeah. the ones that are complaining. Okay, I guess as of well, this is as of last year, the league minimum was six sixty. I thought they made it seven hundred, but still. Okay, yeah, I know it's still a lot of so money. So you're saying, and let me just get this right: that players from the eighties and the nineties, while playing, I'm not what talking is, about 20, 20 years so- down the road. I'm saying while they played, they were not covered. For- no, no, they were. They 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 started doing health insurance in 1974. Okay. The problem is, is once they got out of the league, 
that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like they left yeah. and okay. Yeah, so. Once they left their job, I would think they'd have to get insurance through their new job. That's what I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. So that's what that's what my issue was because I thought that while they were playing, like they'd get paralyzed and the their team would just be like, "Well, go fuck yourself. Hope you have insurance." Like obviously yeah. that's not the case. Well, no, but, but but once the team releases them, I guess league, league oh, minimum right. in that's... 2022 is 705 and in 2023 is 750. So it's All going right. up. Just hung up. It's on going you. up like fifty thousand a year. Yeah, it's not bad. Twenty twenty nine, the league minimum is over a million bucks. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. No, but like a lot of times, like a lot of the older players, once the team either cut him, like let's say you know the guy blew his knee out and then he could never play again, he doesn't have health insurance, right? And because the, and he's the, been released. Well, yeah, and, it, and maybe he got injured there, and then they sure. try to sue him. They probably settle for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then his contract wasn't never guaranteed. So let's say the guy was making you know a million a year. For five years, and then they they get rid of him because he's hurt. Well, I mean, and now he doesn't have a job. And, yeah, and now yeah. he's hurt, and he's always sitting out, and he doesn't have health insurance, and he'll have to fall back on whatever. Yeah, whatever he got. But yeah, I guess you can't yeah. say a million a year back in the day. The well, no, but I'm saying whatever. Yeah. You know, he he graduated college, so I'm sure you know whatever career yeah. field that was. Let's go into I'm, that. I'm sure it was very good. Look at Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of interesting because then it's like, okay, but you also knew the risk. Right. So, you know, so then you have to kind of say, well, you, you did know the risk and you signed whatever papers that said that they weren't responsible for X, Y, and Z. So now you can't be hollering and crying. So I kind of, I mean, I, I certainly see both sides from like a, mm-hmm. an, an individual like a point of view and then also from a business point of view, like, well, fuck, we, you know it's dangerous. We told you it's dangerous. You did it. And now you're fucking on your own. So it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I kind of see both sides. But I am glad that, you know, the guy is, is coming back to life and that he's not neurologically impaired. Right. So yeah. That's, that's, that's something to be uh, happy about. Hello. Who's this? Emilio. Hey, Anna. Love me. Hey, Blitz. What's up? Uh, the Demar uh, Hamlin. You think they might ever even think about uh, how many uh, COVID shots and boosters? Okay. Because they mandated in the NFL. Because that. Because he's a super athlete. Yeah. And and I know what no you're opinion. saying. I know what you're saying, but. Unfortunately, where we're at right now, we're not allowed to talk about it. No comment, but thanks for calling in, though. But we got gotcha. you. Never crossed our mind about <laughs> we, that. We got gotcha. you. We just can't talk Never about it. Thought about that. Didn't see any emojis in the, in the chat yeah. about that. So, yeah. whatever. That's fine. You can postulate anything you'd like to postulate. Um, this is kind of like offbeat sports news, but apparently there was an ex UFC fighter. I don't know if you saw this, who allegedly. Murdered his girlfriend in Mexico. Who hmm. was it? His name was Phil Baroni. Let me just pull up the. Oh yeah, really good, good guy. Uh, did you know who he was, Lummy, prior to the murder? Because I don't. No, I did not no. know who this dude was. Phil Baroni. Don't they have conventions uh, for those people? Let's yeah. see. Hold on. Don't they have a Brony convention? Yeah, Brony. Did I put it from in New York? Where Baroni did it convention. go? Oh, here we go. Ex UFC star Phil Baroni. Um, arrested, allegedly murdered his girlfriend. Not mm. the move, kid. Uh, according to a Mexican outlet, police found Brony's girlfriend naked and unresponsive in bed with a sheet covering her. Now, the best thing mm. about this was apparently, like, the statement he made, which was, again, murder's not funny, but it was, like, almost hilarious. When authorities looked at Brony's body, they reportedly noticed the hands were red. They took photographs. So it just, you know, obviously looks like he'd been hitting something. As for what Phil said transpired, um, the retired fighter tracked down authorities and told them he got into a drunken argument with his girlfriend in the hotel room when things turned physical. 
He reportedly told police he was upset after finding his girlfriend slept with another man, so he told her to take a shower, which is an odd request. I, I don't know if it's like, you're a dirty hoe, go take a shower. She refused. Uh, Baroni claims he then grabbed the woman by the arms and forced her into the shower, which led to her hitting her head. Not his fault, obviously, no. that yeah. she hit her head on the shower. The 46-year-old who reportedly uh, who was reportedly under the influence of drugs and alcohol reportedly claimed the woman couldn't get out of the, the tub by herself. Now I guess she's sitting in the tub. So he assisted. With her hair. Because he's a uh, goddamn yeah. saint. Right. She then complained of being cold because she's a stupid bitch. So Baroni said he took her to bed, removed her clothes, and wrapped her in a blanket. So he pulled her into the shower hmm. with her clothes on because they were dirty. But did you hold on? Read the next sentence. Did you see that? Uh, Baroni then says he went out for cigarettes and beer per her request. Yes, I read. <laughs> I read the whole article. I read the whole article, and nothing was adding up. And then I'm thinking, like, is something? Am I missing something? Is this a joke? Uh, when he got back, Baroni, Baroni reportedly told authorities he believed the woman was asleep. Oh. Tragically, she was dead as fuck. You know, I and the and the thing is. That's probably how it went down, just not exactly how it went down. Yes. You know, I mean I like I feel I, like I, yeah, the 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 taking her into the shower yeah. um and then uh pulling her out of the tub, which I guess is a shower tub combination. Yeah, it could be. Um, I mean I, I don't doubt that, you know, uh, a kerfuffle happened and you know, he uh maybe uh, accidentally slammed her head against the wall yeah. or something. And, uh, you know, made her ill and he took her into bed and, you know, then he might have come back in and she was deceased, as it says. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's very likely but, that she was unable to get out of the tub by herself because she, at that point, was either unconscious, drowned or dead. Yeah. Or a combination of both. Right. Or three. So it's just very interesting how he, he like, can you can tell the story where it's like factual but not truthful. Like, yeah, she couldn't get out of the tub by herself. So I like helped her. It's yeah. like, yeah, because nice she was one. fucking dead because she hit her head. Um, when you dragged her into and, the shower. I mean, look, you know, it, it's it's uh, clear he had something to do with it because he he says he did. Yes. Which is also why you don't talk to the police. But she was cold. Let's. You know. Yeah, it's very strange that he didn't just like uh, uh, leave her again. I don't. I'm not really well versed in like what to do once you've killed somebody yeah. and who to call. I, I don't. I don't know exactly what to do. Um. He was also under the influence of drugs and alcohol, so that could, you know, possibly be for the um, the not really coherent uh, method of operation. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to run, run. Well, don't forget that was per her request, kill, right? Well, the cigarettes and the beer were her per her request because <laughs> right. yes, he, he was uh, putting her in the bed. Yeah, she's in the bed. She's cold. He took off her clothes, wrapped her in a blanket, and then he apparently did a, a beer and cigarettes <laughs> run because. She asked him to because yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah, it makes sense. So that's kind of all I got for you guys today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning at almost at 3 a.m. 6 oh, a.m. Feels like 3 a.m. 3 a.m. West Coast time. 6 a.m. East Coast time. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the after show. We'll be doing a special Blummel tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Monday we should be back to regular programming where we have, you know, Five days a week. Start at 6 a.m. Bubble will be hosting the after shows. Barp in show. one week. Barp in one week. Uh, Brandon the Quad and his exciting 
uh, biracial, bisexual, quadriplegic orgy. Oh, my God. I cannot see that video soon enough. Oh, but... I can't wait. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you, uh, Red. Thank you, Blitz. Thank you, Lummy. Thank you. And Thank uh, you. we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.